Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Year One podcast brought to you by 712 Marketing. I'm Hannah. And my name's Mikhail. And on our podcast, we talk about the mindsets, values, and strategies of giving entrepreneurs. What's up, everybody? And welcome to this episode of the Year One podcast. I am super pumped today because uh, we have brain power, a pioneering bilingual hip-hop artist and songwriter based out of Amsterdam. And uh, I was watching Daily V, I believe, and this track came on and I was like, damn, that is a cool track. And he actually put up your name uh, on the video and I instantly like checked it out, checked out your last album, Determination, and I fell in love with it. And then I just tweeted like, hey, would want to do a podcast with you. And now you're here. So thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The way, the way you found out about me is cool, too. So shout out to Gary V and D-Rock for putting yeah. me in the, in the Daily V 146 episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty awesome. And, you know, it's cool. I've been listening. Um, I've listened to a couple of his, uh, of his keynotes lately, and he's been making a lot of recent uh, comments on how, like, hip-hop is like one of the purest forms of entrepreneurship. And I've always, I, I, I've always believed that too about musicians because it's like you're creating something and essentially trying to make a business or a living out of it. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for what you do. Um, but, you know, if you could tell our audience a little bit about you and your background, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure, man. Um, well, basically, I'm a, let me, let me turn this off real quick. Basically, I'm an artist and a songwriter from Amsterdam City out here in Europe. And um, I'm also a producer, translator, bilingual artist. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been making music for a while. I've been around for a minute. And um, ask me anything you want to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start from the beginning. Where'd you, uh, how'd you get your start? Where'd you start feeling like hip hop or and, and producing music was going to be your, your career path? I think in the 80s, like I fell in love with it in the 80s when I was just a tiny kid. But uh, at a certain point, um, I heard Move the Crowd by Eric B. Rakim, which is a classic song. I don't know if you know it, but um, mm -hmm. if you don't, look it up. If you do, great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, it's really, man, honestly, it's like I heard it and it, it was like, um, this is me. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I am almost. And it was almost like a calling. And it still is. Like, it's something I fell in love with in a in a in a deeper sense of the, of the term, you know, like it's not just, oh, I love it. And then two years later, you move on and do something else, which uh, sometimes is the case, which is which is cool. But um, and it, I just, you know, it stuck with me since forever. And it's something it's one of the many things that I'm passionate about in life. And I just, um, you know, I just um, pursued that path, actually. So to answer your question. That's so awesome. Um, so when you started when you started producing music, I mean, t t talk about like how you got your first show or when you actually started like making money doing that. Obviously it didn't happen overnight. I'm really interested in the climb and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, Mikhail, that's a great question because it took a long time. And um, as an artist, you usually uh, are not wired to instantly make money with your art. You know, it's, it's it, it, the music business or like even the movie business, it, it's basically a creative thing and it's a business thing. So to combine those two is always the challenge. 
but yeah. uh, especially out here in Europe in the late '80s, early '90s, when I really was, you know, uh, just coming up as an underground artist, it was just not about the money at all. For me, it still is not about the money. You know what I mean? And it's it's almost like I mean, we met each other through Gary V's uh, uh, blog or vlog or how you want to call it, and he always says those things too, right? He's he loves mm -hmm. the adrenaline and he's in it. It's just him. That's what he does. You know, of course he has a lot of money, but like, um, it's not for the money. His motivation is not necessarily the money. It's the it's the right. way of the witnesses and the way he does his thing. Um, but for me, you know, it, it was never about money. Still, still not. It's still not about the money because a lot of people. Um, they mix these things up like they're like, oh, then I'll be an artist and I can make this money and stop being an artist or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and, yeah. and, and it could be like that. You know what I'm saying? But I think um, I think for me, it's just something that grew that I really uh, I really uh, uh, um, honed my craft. And that took like mm -hmm. a decade. Like I was in it for like 10 years, writing demos, doing shows, you know, performing yeah. with friends. Uh, and then at a certain point, you start doing these these contests, and you win a couple of contests. We become second uh, runner-up, or um, you know, I think after like ten, <clears throat> excuse me, after like a decade, that was the moment where the first releases are really, you know, were really coming uh, coming to fruition. So I was featuring on other people's records, making right. tapes. I was driving through uh, Holland and Belgium to drop my vinyl off at record stores. I actually I forgot. I was just thinking of this the other week. Uh, I actually forgot to ever even uh, get my cash from one of the first record stores that sold my first vinyl 12-inch. <laughs> so at a certain point, uh, um, I met a guy called DJ TLM. If anybody's interested, look him up. His name is DJ TLM. He's one of the best hip-hop DJs out here. He has his own YouTube channel, DJ TLM TV. He has about uh, he has a little over 100,000 subscribers just now, last week. Wow. He's a great dude. He's my best friend, and we've been doing shows for 20 years. Uh, wow. But him and I met in the 90s, and when, when him and I met, like, he's like a DJ, and I'm an MC. Like, I used to play records, as you can see, and then uh, for the people that are not watching right now, I have a bunch of records in the back, yeah. about 6,000. But um, TLM is a guy who was also rapping, but when we met each other, we like, he stopped rapping, really, and I stopped DJing. So we're like a live duo on stage. Yeah. It's Brain Power and, and TLM. And once we started to do shows, we started to win more contests, yeah. and... Uh, point i got a record deal in 2000 april of 2000 i really had a record deal that i liked so actually starting 2000 was when i really was able to make money doing music for a living before that i was going to the university of amsterdam working a lot of jobs uh, always made sure i made some kind of money any kind of way in a sense of hustling in a sense of you know i used to work uh at the tommy hilfiger offices in europe <laughs> but, but not for that brand they had another brand in the building called pepper jeans i don't know if you know it Pepper jeans. And uh, I yeah, used to, yeah. Yeah, I used to take in the complaints, bro. Like I was oh, on the no. line, you know, all the stuff that would be wrong with jeans and t-shirts, I would just pick up the phone and, and help people out with those kind of things. And uh, needless to say, uh, I heard my friends on the radio, you know, going gold, going platinum. I had to like work like a lot of different jobs. I did promo right. jobs, flyering for other parties. I was emceeing for a lot of different parties, a lot of hip hop. When I was starting, I was starting to make money, I would say, I would say, uh, yeah, mid 2000, you know, summer 2000. That was really when I started to be able to make money and I could quit the side jobs. So that's almost 17 years ago now. So. Right. And, but that's and, the thing though, right? Like yeah. you, said, you said in the beginning, it's like, it wasn't about the money to start with. It was the passion for the music, the love for the music. Hannah and I, yeah. like, Hannah and I have been working together for a long time and 
you know, uh, well, not a long time. Like it's been like two years, two and a half years. It feels like a long time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, but there's like, there's so many times where like, you know, we're, if you count the hours that you're working and do that by like a dollar per hour ratio, it's like, oh wait, I'm making 75 cents per hour right now. (laughs) This is great. And you really have to love what you do or believe what you do to get through those times. So, and that's what I love about hip hop artists. That's what I love about your story too, is, is, uh, is the fact that it does, it does start like that. It's not about like trying to make a million dollars right off the bat. You know what I mean? You gotta be passionate about what you do and it's not an empty phrase or like a hollow marketing thing to actually do that and be that is what it's all about. Cause I mean, you know, like, you know, everybody jumps on trains and like, and jumps on bandwagons, but you're never going to be really actually understanding what you are doing. If the motivation is not right. Yeah. You can get some money. Yeah. You may be able to to, to, to jump on a bandwagon and have a good time, but is that really what life is about? Be a tag along and don't know what you're doing yourself. You got to bleep out the curse words, I guess. But, <laughs> it's okay. you know, like, and, and, and I'm not saying it to be judgmental at all, because I love people. I love speaking about the truth. I love, uh, you know, discussions or conversations, so to say. And, you know, you know, yeah. I'm not afraid to run into a brick wall. I ran into brick walls all the time. Be, you know, being a white kid in Europe in the 90s, being really serious about hip hop was just something that was weird to a lot of people. And, you know, I always said, you know, black people have a lot more uh, to deal with in life than white people in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I always, I always pointed that out because I think as a human being, it's very important to stress these things. It's just the truth. And, and I love to speak the truth, but being in hip hop, be coming up in hip hop back in the days, it was really something where I really had, had to prove myself like hardcore. And I did that. And the only way I could do it is because I, I loved it so much. You know, it's just the determination comes from the soul and it's from my heart. It's not a gimmick. It's not something I made up or something I want to do. And it's, it's not something I enjoy all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a serious thing. Like dedication is not something you always enjoy, but it's a decision you make. It's commitment. It's you're going to stick with it. Quincy Jones just said this recently, like the only place where um, success be- uh, uh, is there before work is the dictionary, something like that. He said something <laughs> and then Lincoln to, to, to Quincy Jones. I mean, Michael Jackson, of course, he was mm-hmm. a brilliant mind. He was a genius, but he mm-hmm. worked his ass off from, from the age of six. And yeah. then when he was 23, you know, he made Thriller at 24. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took him a quarter of a century of hard, almost a quarter of a century of hard work on top of the genius talent mm-hmm. to get where he needed to be. I think that one <laughs> of the coolest lines we've had on the show is what you just said is, determination is not something that you always enjoy, but a decision that you make. And... Uh, I'm gonna have yeah. to tweet that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just link me in it. I'll retweet it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I spent What's a very question? short amount of time in the Nashville music industry, and with all of the different changes, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on going digital versus making money in kind of like the digital age of music. And I know you're on Spotify, so kind of how do you balance all that out? What are your thoughts on that growing in the next couple of years? Oh, uh, do you know Bob Lefsetz by any chance? Bob it's a, a very interesting character. He's, um, I, I, I love his, um, like his review. He has the Bob Lefsetz letter. It's like a letter, excuse me, where he um, he writes about all these developments within the music industry. Oh, interesting. I've been following him for eight years. So he was already screaming at the top of his lungs. I mean, at least in the letters, like, yo, streaming is going to be the future. And a mm-hmm. lot of people didn't want to see it or believe it, especially with, with when the iPod, came and you had iTunes and people thought, okay, that's the final frontier, you know? 
Now, I, just today, I was on the phone with my lawyer because I'm going through this thing with one of the older record labels that I used to have a deal with. And we were, and he was saying to me, well, I'll save you the details, but it's about like uh, uh, some of my older songs that I'm, I own the masters to, they still exploit uh, or put out. And um, there's a greatest hits record that they, you know, promote, they do sales and distribution, but the songs that I own the rights to need to be taken off of the streaming services. And digitally, I need to, uh, I, I can finally put them out myself because the, the right. contract is now uh, void. So anyway, the contract we used to have. So the thing is, he, he was like, well, they can do it for Spotify, but they can't do it for iTunes. But you know what? Nobody downloads anyway. So what he said was, you know, you can have your masters back for the streaming part of it, and you'll get a X amount of money for the, one, for the, for the songs that are sold through iTunes for that particular project. But this is a lawyer. It's a music lawyer, though. But he was like, you know, bring, eh, whatever, man. No, you know, nobody buys MP3s anyway, you know. And this is like a 40-plus-year-old lawyer who says that. So now we can see that someone like Bob Leshes was right. Future, The future was streaming, you know. So now, to get back to your question, how do I feel about it? You know, Hannah and uh, Mikhail, times change. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, oh, they used to get milk or water on a bicycle with wooden tires, right? Right. You, you wouldn't think of that right now. So um, times change. When I when I get into my car, I don't think about him on his bicycle with the wooden tires every day, but I do think about it sometimes. Now, even the way we pay bills changed. Yeah. You, when do you get a paper you know, check? You know what I mean? Like everything is digital. So you don't really want to get stuck into the way it was or how it needs to be. If, if you know, I'm, I'm a collector of vinyl. I love that. I will still buy vinyl if I like it, you know, special edition on colored vinyl or whatever. I'm going to actually put out one of my older albums on vinyl this year on colored vinyl through music on vinyl. It's going to be great. But um, I'm all digital, you know, like I got mm -hmm. Tidal, I got Spotify, I, I got Apple Music, uh, YouTube. I'm on YouTube all the time. So I love streaming and I think it's great. And I think as we go, the, 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 the business model on how to make money with streaming changes and it adapts to certain situations. That's just, you know, you may have like this holographic 3D little app that pops up out of your <laughs> iPhone 21. And it says like, you say Spotify, um, you know, and I say Mikhail podcast and all your freaking episodes pop up and I can hear them and nobody else hears them. But you know what I mean? Like some kind yeah. of eerie, freaky, dope ass minority report type of app, you know, who knows? <laughs> and, 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 and then you probably have a generation that's going to be like, yeah, well, where are the days of Spotify, man? I just want to pay 10 bucks a month and have my music on my iMac. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it, but hey, you know, guess what? You know, you can love the old and go into the future with knowing and understanding what was, but still wanting to understand what is, you know? Exactly. At the same time, it's what do you do with it? Because of course, man, making money with streams is rough. Like, you know, it's not a lot of money, man. It's like, it's, mm -hmm. the breakdowns are different throughout the world. And, it, and it's all about advertisement. It's at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's about advertisement. It's a cultural thing as well. In our country, culturally, there's a feeling of act normal that's crazy enough. That's really like, it's a cultural thing. It's hard to really explain. But I, I stayed in LA for long amounts of time, like large amounts of time. I know LA, like for example, a California Rolling Stop. You know, I know about <laughs> something like that. Or like, I know about the music business and how people reply to mails and you got to read between the lines and you know if somebody wants something with you they'll probably you probably have it set up within 10 days if they don't they'll be super nice but vague so right. if you if you take into consideration our our country's mindset most of the time like act, act normal that's crazy enough um 
people are really they really they really want to keep things normal like you know what i mean like the states is much more flamboyant and outrageous if you go to new york or miami <laughs> or la of course there's different places but probably uh, more more like 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 out here but i want I, and i say this to you because i want to stress something and that's um that's that these entities that and the thing that i had to get used to is i make music my content is being sold for other content to be sold you know a radio station right. plays your record and it's all about targeting and what's the demographic and what mm -hmm. advertiser can we get money from if we play these songs da, da, da. but spotify and these huge entities become like that now like if i mail if i email tivo or rovicorp or, or spotify or these companies they usually reply with uh all the best tivo so i started to email these guys like hey tivo um <laughs> Thank you for your you know email this that and the third but I'm like i'm an artist i want to know what i'm dealing with i want to know what it's about i put my i sink my teeth into something and before mm -hmm. you know I, I won't let go before i know what it is and um so that's one thing that the people tend to accept the way it is and me i'm not i'm not looking to go back to the way it was we just got to right. move forward but i am looking into the fact that a lot of things didn't really change because back in the days, you had to work hard to get your record on the radio. And when you had a hit record, then you were big and the radio was playing you and the TV stations were playing your video. You could get shows, da da da. Now you just have to be on the playlist on Spotify. You, your YouTube video has to go viral. And then, great example, Young MA. You know the female MC from Brooklyn? Great yeah. artist. I love her. I, I followed her from, from, from way before the, the, the ooh, the hit song she had. Right, great right, right. artist. She did it herself. I love that. Like she mm -hmm. put up videos. And she's her own boss, own label, and 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 that's an artist that I admire in the fact for the fact not alone she's a great MC, but she's also uh, an entrepreneur who really did it her own way and is successful now in the new business model with a right. video that has 185 million streams, probably more when this podcast is being broadcasted, and she's still doing her own thing. So getting back to to what you're saying, sometimes somebody from the ground up, like a young MA, will get into all these playlists. You know, because she did it herself with her team, and sometimes some of these some of these situations are a bit rigged or could be set up, but right. the energy is pretty much the same. And you got to understand, as an artist, yes, you can throw your shit on Instagram or online or on YouTube. Will it work? We don't know. Right. Do you need to get exposure? Yes. Does clickbait work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think like if I'm gonna put yo, I'm talking to Hannah and Mikhail. And a hashtag Diplo, hashtag Eminem, hashtag Major Laser, just to get click clicks. I don't believe in that. I just think organically you need to grow. Am I aware of these things? Yes, but I've been around for a minute. So back in the days, it was much more a distribution thing where now you can distribute yourself, but right. you still need to be uh, on the Spotify playlist, on the title playlist. You need to be out there. Blogs need to pick you up. So back in the days, the labels were the gatekeepers, this, that, and the third. Now the blogs and the streaming services are the gatekeepers keepers and the one thing it's like is when these companies become so huge that it's hard for an independent independent artist to break through their bureaucratic systematic way of doing things but that's just me as an independent thinking artist and and mm -hmm. mind you i had to deal with virgin before i had to deal with emi universal i had to deal with play it again sam twice i had to deal uh with different labels and i had a lot of stuff that i did independently so i know the major label way of doing things i know mm -hmm. the independent way i'm not saying one way is better than the other way but all the experience i have I do know that nowadays I can put out a song and a lot of people can like it and love it and it can sl slowly grow. But at a certain point, you need to be picked up by a playlist or by a Spotify <clears> or once it's viral on YouTube, somebody else will play it or pick it up. So, so you know what I'm saying? Like 
Um, yeah. There's a lot more. It's a smorgasbord of stuff out there. An artist, a true artist, will always go back to creating. But you must understand the business you're in. You know, as far as your 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 podcast is about entrepreneurs, and that's just one thing I know. Like I don't always know what to do, but I go yeah. look for how to do it. I don't always do things right. I make mistakes. Uh, am I an artist? Do I want to be in the studio 24-7 and not having to deal with all the other shit? Yes, but it's not like that. I have to be alert and aware of these things. You know what I'm saying? And that's just also a passion of mine, which is why I do workshops and master classes, and which I, which is why I love to do these kind of things with you guys. And you're yeah. upcoming. You've been doing your thing for two years. You know, my people told me. And I'm like, hey, I support that idea. There, there are ups and downs. Believe you me. Ups mm -hmm. and downs, man. And, and, and the downs are deep. But it's not easy. And that that's that's why you got to find the, the thing that really makes you tick and then stick with it. Because at the, at the end of the day, you know, uh, Jay-Z said that, like, the genius thing we did was never give up. <laughs> like, there's no discussion. He's, you know, Jay-Z is a gifted artist and a great yeah. MC. But he never gave up. You know, and I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I did a lot of stuff out here in Europe, Holland, Belgium, the Dutch Caribbean, and I'm thankful for that. And I, I'm grateful, I'm, but I'm working from the ground up in the States as is because I love what I do. And, 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 yeah. and a lot of times, you know, you could sit like, you could be like this with your hands in your hair, like, oh my God, like, what the hell did I do? I just spent X amount of money on that. I'm never making that back. Like this is effed up or, yeah. you know. I put a, like for this here is a great example. You found out about me through Time to Fly, which is a song I put out in 2015. The video, we shot the video late 2014. We're, we're two and a half years down the line yeah. right now. And you found about me, found out about me through that song. And now you're picking up on what I do. That's the way it works, you know? One thing, one thing that I love about your determination record and and then now listening to you talk in real life is that it really comes from a place of you know, I hate using the word, word hustle. I think it's ever overdone now, but it's like, it comes from, it, there's a positive vibe behind that. There's mm -hmm. like a, there's something that's not just you telling your story of pushing of what you did to push forward for yourself, but I literally feel like it's inspiring for the person listening. Like I've been listening to it like in the mornings on the way to the office type of thing. And I'm like, no, this is good shit. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? So it's like, is that, a, is that a conscious thing that you're doing like to inspire the people that are listening to you really? Or are you telling your story? Like, tell me a little bit about that. A lot of hip hop, there's a lot of garbage hip hop and a lot of garbage rap around here that has nothing to do about serving the community in any sort of way. It's more about like self-indulgence than it is inspiring other people. But when I listen to you, it's really, a, it feels like it's about inspiring other people. Is that part of the mission? Wow, man, Thank, thanks for that uh, whole analysis <laughs> but um well you know i guess so and you know now that i hear you talk and, and 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 say this i think it is because it's something that's stronger than me it's not something that i map out or that i plan out or like oh i gotta make a song about this i gotta make a song about that what song would i add to this to make a it's just something that happens and to me it's really important that um it it's just I guess, I guess it is, man, because uh, the last single, the latest single that I put out, All the Same, is about the fact that I think that we're all the same inside, that everybody wants to be loved and accepted. And this sounds like an easy thing or like a thing that's might, that might, you know, that's corny. Of course, everybody wants to be loved. No, it's not corny, bro. You know why? Because rejection and bitterness and all these things stem from the fact that people feel excluded and not accepted. No, we need to be conscious of how we treat each other. You follow what I'm saying? If you look at the texture of what that is, I fell in love with that. 
with you know you know fighting injustice and telling your own story and tell it like it is and you know being yourself and this these are things that people say every day and on a thousand memes on instagram every day and sometimes it's like hey it's cool to see it but what what am i actually really doing about it what am i really consciously doing about it because yeah. uh to inspire someone else it feels great to be able to do that and you know i am a a, a very um I'm a, I'm a people's person you know i love people so the ups are great for me they're very much like highs you know what i mean like a high high yeah. but the lows and the downs are freaking low and i don't want somebody <laughs> else to feel those kind of you know low pains so mm -hmm. if i can motivate somebody or make somebody feel good for just a, a a moment then then that's a powerful thing so i think subconsciously that idea has grown in my repertoire over the years it's yeah i think it's part of the mission to definitely inspire others and not in a way like, oh, I'm here to inspire everybody. No, I'm just telling you my story. And I, I want to choose love over fear any given day. And it's not easy. It's painful. And the hardest thing is to look at yourself in an honest way. And, I love um, that you said that it's not always I'm easy. Because people always say, oh, choose love over fear. And we do need to. But it isn't always easy. And I think that's really no, good that you're recognizing that. Because yeah. it's not all sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> no, and it's, and it's also, we live. Here's the thing, man. I, bro. We live in, and sis, we live in a world where society, is, and, and that's why I told you about the act normal that's crazy enough. You know, that's a Dutch thing, but I'm, I, I'm seeing similar patterns around the world. I believe in this because mm -hmm. I see something. Man, they were laughing at Steve Jobs, man. Okay. It's about that, about inspiring the next person and, and, and about triggering something in somebody else that even you, Hannah, and you and Mikhail would, it would be helpful for you or maybe I can inspire you because that's what it's about, man. That's, that's what, that's what makes the world go round. I believe in that. Hannah and I, Hannah and I actually really believe in that. If you, if you focus on the well-being of other people, then you can really never fail because any mo movies or anything like that, or I'm sorry, any money, platinum albums, Grammys, you don't take that up with you. You know, all you have is how you made people feel when you yeah. were down here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and that passion and that power, I think, is always something that, that that'll be inspiring to some people. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope so at least. <laughs> I think so. It definitely did it for me. And uh, I don't know if um, I don't know if Hannah listens to hip hop on the regular. I have to say, I, I don't listen to it <laughs> regularly, but I listen to your music on Spotify, and I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> That's a high compliment. <laughs> I listen yeah. to rock. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, but I listen to all kinds of music though. I mean, just to get that straight. And I'm, I'm yeah. actually writing songs for other artists, mm -hmm. which is not cool. hip hop at all as a lyricist. So I'm just a musician. Yeah, man. I love it. It's great. I love that. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but we do have a question that we ask at the end of every episode. And it's, what do you think makes a giving entrepreneur? Uh, what does being a giving entrepreneur mean to me? I think it almost means, our entire interview was an answer to this question because you've kind of already got to do it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. No, but it's not, you know, we can do we can do one more answer, of course. But it's just like, like to me, I can only speak from my own experience, but um, I can learn a lot still as an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? I still have to do a lot of stuff to get better, better. But. Um, it's 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 back to the beginning of the interview. If you really are passionate about what you do, that if you are in touch with the texture of who you are, then you'll be successful. And when you're successful, you can give. And successful doesn't mean you can have like 25 cars and 100,000 <laughs> awards. 
to be successful is to have a couple of people that you love around you, friends you can trust, and do something you love and be able to make a living off that. Because a lot, yeah. hey, hey, believe you me, a lot of artists, a lot of stuff you see is BS. Mm -hmm. A lot of artists are have jobs on the side or don't make that much money, you know. And if you're able to make a living doing something you love and giving back, then you're a giving entrepreneur. Should you shoot for the sky and the stars? Of course, you know. I'm not saying, oh well, you know, be happy with a little, but then again, be grateful and work harder to get where you need to be. And and giving back always comes back. Like sometimes, I even think like, oh, well, I was very friendly there. Maybe I did too much here. But you know what? At the end of the day, everything you do has impact and it'll it'll come back to you in the way you sent it out in the universe, so to say. Uh, Brain Power, thank you so much for your time. Uh, can you tell our audience before we log off, where can we find you? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Um, you can find me online. I got a website, brainpowernow.com. And all my um, social media handles are at MC Brainpower. So Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same. And then we have Facebook, which is also facebook.com slash MC Brainpower. YouTube is also youtube.com slash MC Brainpower. So look me up, Google me. I'm a songwriter, artist from Amsterdam, and I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed listening to my rants. <laughs> Dude, it was we, amazing. I'm so, yeah, we appreciate it so much. So thankful you, you came on today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Year One Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at 712 Team.